Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 112 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key, and I'm so happy that you're joining me. This is the first episode of 2021. Can you believe that we're here? And so what we're talking about today is walking through 2020 and kind of coming to terms with 2020, whatever may have happened during that, so that we can then move forward in the way that we want to move forward. I think this is really important every year, but more important this year after everything that happened in 2020. Before I get going on that, I wanted to tell you about Stress Eating SOS, which is my physician-only group coaching program. And the doors are actually open for registration right now as you speak, and they're open until January 9th. I've been working this weekend on getting all the bonus coaching lined up, and I'm super excited about it. I really enjoy having the bonus coaches come into the program because they're expert coaches in their areas of interest. And I select them specifically because their areas of interest really impact physician stress and therefore physician stress eating. And so the combination of my coaching around the stress eating and then these expert coaches coming in to help you with things like getting your notes done on time without being stressed out about it. That's Dr. Sarah Smith that's coming in learning how to develop some mindfulness. That's Dr. Ni Chang Liang that's coming in. Learning how to not get stressed out with parenting so you can actually enjoy the time with your kids. That's Dr. Jessie Mahoney, and she's also coming in to do some coaching on how to not let relationships stress you out, how to manage more difficult relationships. These are all some of the top reasons why people end up stress eating. And then Dr. Bonnie Koo is going to be coming in to talk about managing money mindset, which again is another cause of stress eating in that either we get stressed out about money or because we're stressed out about money, we end up overworking to try to compensate for that. And then that drives stress eating. And so managing your thoughts around that is really important and setting yourself up for financial success is really important as a woman physician. These are all amazing physician coaches and teachers. And the fact that we can have them come into the Stress Eating SOS program as a bonus on top of already all the coaching sessions we're doing directly about the stress or binge eating, I think is just amazing. And I'm really excited about it. And if you're a physician who struggles with stress eating and you've done it alone, you've been working on figuring this out alone, and you've spent a lot of energy and effort in it, then I encourage you to just come join us this January, get help, get support, join a community so you don't have to do this alone and start to find the freedom because there is a different way. These tools that I teach give you a different way. It's not just learning how to say no to the food and use more willpower because that doesn't work. It's learning how to understand your eating at such a deep level that you can actually modify the drivers of the eating before the urge to eat ever happens. 
And then that means you just have less times where you have to actually try not to eat. So come join us. If you're listening to this episode after January 8th, you can join the wait list for the next program. There'll be another group starting in the spring. The link is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. And that'll take you to learn more about the program if you get there before January 8th. And after that time, it'll take you to a page where you can join the wait list to join us in the spring. I really hope to see you in there. All right, let's talk about 2020. Now, when I was planning this podcast, I was up for a walk with my dog in the trails near our house. And I had just created this 1990s playlist on Apple Music of like all the high school music that brings back so many memories. Anyways, while I was thinking about this episode, Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran came on. And that song was played at like every junior high dance in my junior high years. And I'm pretty sure it was also the song that was played at our grade 12 grad, if I remember correctly. It's a song that like was kind of a theme of some important times in junior high. But I was thinking about it. It actually is a really good theme for looking back on 2020 because I don't know if there's another year that's taught us that like life is a highway. It kind of takes you sometimes places you don't plan on going or didn't expect to go than 2020. And You know, I was thinking you can apply this metaphor in different ways. Like maybe you feel like you got on a highway, one of those kind of smaller highways that are more back roads and you're in a place that's totally unfamiliar that you never expected to be and you're figuring out where to go from there. Maybe you feel like the paving company actually just ran over you. Maybe the highway of 2020, you feel like you got totally plowed over by. Maybe you feel like you missed an exit on the highway and you're headed in the completely opposite direction and can't figure out how to turn around. And what I want to tell you is all of those are okay. Whatever you feel about 2020, however it's impacted you, it's okay. And what we're going to talk about today is just making sense of it and looking at it to kind of wrap it up, make sense of it, so that we're in a better position to move on from it. When big stuff happens, it can be really easy to continue to kind of mull it over and work it over in our minds and carry it with us as this background stress. And when we're talking, because this podcast is about stress eating and things, so you know, we have COVID that happened in 2020 and all the changes that came with that. And then there's the impact of those changes on your eating and possibly on your weight. And if you're moving forward from 2020, constantly mulling over the impact it had on your eating and your weight, that's going to negatively influence you in the future. It's going to make it harder to get to any goals. It's going to make it harder to get yourself back on track if that's what you want to do. And so, It's important to look at 2020, to decide what you want to think about 2020, and then set it down and move forward. So let's look back and think about what life was like in January 2020. I enjoy this just because it's so astonishing how much life changed in such a short period of time. It still astounds me how quickly changes were made and how everybody came together to make the changes that needed to be made 
in such a short period of time. I think it's a real testament to human spirit and our ability to work together and our ability to make huge sacrifices that we never would have imagined in January for most of us. We would never have imagined the sacrifices we would be making in March. And yet we did. That's a huge statement to humans and what we can accomplish when we come together. So I like to think about where I was January 1st of 2020. And I always do a reflection exercise at the beginning of every new year. So what I had hoped for this year was entirely different of what actually happened this year, which I'm sure is true for a lot of you. And I picture myself at the beginning of 2020 with these kind of, you know, innocent eyes viewing forward with no idea of what was coming. Like there were obviously cases of COVID being reported. They weren't in Canada at that point, really. And so the impact that it was going to have worldwide and the pandemic hadn't been declared yet, I don't think. I can't remember exactly when the pandemic got declared. It was hard to imagine at that point. And I think it's always hard to think something's going to affect you in the way that it ultimately may end up affecting you. And so then as we went through 2020, from January to March, life changed substantially, right? The timeline will be different depending on where you live and what your COVID cases did. But we went from feeling like life was somewhat normal to, you know, on lockdowns and no longer seeing patients in person or minimally seeing patients in person and developing virtual care and giving up all external activities and no longer socializing in person is such a big shift that it's kind of amazing to think about when you reflect back. And when you think about it, when that big shift happened, when kind of the pandemic was declared and all the different countries were going into their various lockdowns, it was really easy to feel like we wouldn't manage that for very long, that we couldn't keep that going for more than maybe a couple of weeks, right? Or we're hoping that there would be change in a couple of weeks. And then here we are, you know, still most of us are keeping up some form of, you know, social distancing policy and we're still alive. We're still doing it. If you're listening to this podcast episode, you survived it. Even in those times where you weren't sure if you could do it, And you may have survived, you know, difficult working conditions, limitation to access to PPE, all those other stressful things, but you did it. And I think that's really important to celebrate personally and celebrate on a societal level too. And then let's talk about how all that sudden change may have impacted your eating. So maybe you had weight loss goals at the beginning of January. Maybe you were working on them and feeling on track. Maybe you've been listening to this podcast and felt you're getting a handle on the thinking and some of the things that were leading to stress eating. And then March happened and life changed. And it's like you got the rug pulled out from under your feet. And all of a sudden, these old eating behaviors came back. All of a sudden, the food that you weren't that interested in became more compelling All of a sudden, your brain was looking to food more often, and you felt like you weren't in control in the same way that you had been. Or maybe you were already struggling, and then COVID made the eating worse. It amplified it. 
And what I want to say to you, if that's you, is it's 100% normal. You didn't do anything wrong. Nothing went wrong. I like to think of stress eating as having kind of a threshold. So depending where you are in your journey, depending, you know, what sort of thought work you've done, what sort of coaching you've done, you'll have a different threshold for how stressful things need to be to trigger the stress eating or the binge eating. And so what happened in COVID is it's not so much that your threshold changed or something went wrong with you. It's that the level of stress significantly changed and surpassed most people's thresholds. So it wasn't that you messed up or you did something wrong. It's that the stress that we went through, particularly in early 2020, was a stress level that most of us had never experienced and our brain didn't have the tools to manage it. There was so much unknown, so much fear, so much change all happening at once that our brains didn't have the tools to process it and make sense of it. And when our brain has that level of discomfort where it doesn't know how to process it or make sense of it, it goes back to things that may have worked in the past. And food is a really easy thing for it to go back to. So it goes back to looking for food to help try to make the situation better. And that's just normal brain behavior. So if you struggled with your eating, or if you gained weight, or if you didn't make your goals for your weight in 2020, it was just normal brain behavior. Nothing went wrong. It was just a situation you didn't have experience with, you hadn't practiced for. It wasn't really one you could plan for in advance. And it had a learning curve. And that's okay. So part of getting back on track is going to be processing what happened in 2020 and just coming up with a way that you want to view it moving forward that empowers you, that doesn't hold you back or make it feel like you're dragging failures from 2020 forward. One that you can look at, make sense of, and then use as a springboard towards wherever you want to go in 2021. So let's think about it this way. What story are you telling yourself about what happened in 2020? And what role do you play? What part do you play in this story? It's really possible to tell yourself a story of being a victim, of having a lot of things happen that were outside of your control. It would also be possible to tell yourself a story of almost being the villain or, you know, the sidekick that keeps messing up through 2020, but those might not be helpful. Ask yourself, is that what you want to take forward from this year? It's also really possible to tell yourself the story of you being a survivor, facing adversity and getting through. It could be possible to tell yourself a story of your strength, of all the different challenges you met this year and you stepped up to them and you kept going. You could tell yourself a story of you as a human being and the caring you showed for your fellow human beings and the things that you did to take care of the people around you, even if they were uncomfortable on a personal level. You could tell yourself a story about 
you being incredibly successful in 2020, about how despite all different things in your way, all different obstacles, you still got stuff done. You adapted and changed and you accomplished things in 2020. You could choose to focus on that story. So those stories that I've just suggested, the last ones feel a lot better than the first ones, right? I like to think of it like we're kind of packaging the year up in a little package and putting a bow on it. So when we look back, we'll have sort of a theme, a simple statement about that package, what's in that package. And if we choose the victim stories or the, you know, constantly messing up stories, every time we look back at that package, that's what we're going to remember. And it doesn't feel comfortable. Versus if you choose the story of your ability to persevere, if you choose a story of your strength, of your compassion, of your power, of your accomplishments, whatever those stories are, whenever you look back, that's what you're going to remember. That's what 2020 will remind you of. And that can be so powerful moving forward from it. So let's talk about how to choose the story that you're going to move forward with about 2020. So number one is spend time intentionally focusing on what went well. Our brains love to paint everything with a negative brush that nothing went well. I want you to spend time intentionally focusing on what went well. And that may mean you go through month by month because maybe when you look at the year in total, you can't figure out what went well. You need to go back and look at it month by month. Maybe you need to look in terms of different areas of your life. What went well at work? What went well in your family? What went well personally in your relationships? All those sorts of things. Maybe that's the approach. But intentionally making your brain focus and list out all the stuff that went well. It will do the stuff that didn't go well just reflexively. You won't have to work on that. What you need to work on is actually identifying the things that did go well. Step number two is you need to view the things that you felt didn't go well with a compassionate lens. View them with the compassion of a human being who was adapting to change that they had never imagined they would need to adapt to. Of course, sometimes they overeat. Of course, they may not have reached the goals they made at the very beginning of the year. Of course, sometimes they were anxious or had a low mood because they didn't know what was going to happen or how long these changes were going to last for. All of that is normal human behavior, and we need to look at it compassionately. Number three is decide what's going to be most useful for you moving forward. And maybe this will take thinking about where you want to go this year and what you want to focus on this year. And so then choose a story you want to tell yourself about 2020 based on where you want to go, what is going to be most helpful for you. And here's a secret. You get to choose to tell yourself whatever story you want out of 2020. There is not one that is more correct or more factual than another. Our brains will tell us the negative versions are the more true versions, but that's just bias. That's negative bias that our brains have. It's not true. The story of you being powerful And succeeding in 2020 is as true as any of the negative stories that your brain tells you. You get to choose 
And when you recognize that power of your ability to choose which stories you tell yourself about what has happened or what you have done, that can be life-changing in its own right. So choose your story, choose it wisely. If it doesn't feel good, so if you choose one and you're like, eh, this isn't feeling good, choose another one. Expect that your brain will probably give you some pushback about it and try to show you the negative stuff, but then just choose which story you're going to read. I don't know about you, but (laughs) I have an issue with reading stories that really depress me (laughs) in this, in my current life. And so if I'm reading a story and it, it is affecting my mood and dragging me down, I often will just choose to put that book aside. I'll read something else. Maybe I'll come back to the one that was really tough. Maybe I won't, depending on what I feel I need. So it's like this, where maybe your brain will start telling you the story and it's like you're reading a book that's getting you down. All you need to do is close the book, put it back on the shelf, and choose to read a different book because that's always within your right. Choose which story you want to tell yourself. Step number four, which is perhaps the most important step, is I want you to write this down. I want you to sit down and put pen to paper and write down how you're going to think about 2020 moving forward. And this is an important aspect because you can do this work in your mind, but our brains are fantastic editors and it can be really easy to forget this work that you've done. And then you kind of lose the time and effort you've put into it. Versus if you write it down, maybe you'll need to remind yourself by reading through what you wrote. But the work is recorded. It's far more concrete. And then it becomes easier to remind yourself. Even if your brain tries to keep picking up that negative novel again and again, you've got it actually written down to pick up the positive one, the one that actually works for you and gets you where you want to go. So I would love to hear the stories that you write about yourself, about how you're going to view 2020. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd love to hear it. And if you are struggling with this, if 2020 was a tough year and it really aggravated your stress or your binge eating and you're a physician, then come join me in Stress Eating SOS. I can help you. I can make your experience of stress and binge eating entirely different. And on the road, while we get control of those, everything else in your life is going to feel better. That's the power of coaching. And that's why I love it so much. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS to learn more about the program. And I really hope to see you in there. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.